Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome back. Today, joining us, we have Tony J. She is a military spouse, a hairstylist, and an entrepreneur. So welcome, Tony. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you for deciding to be on our podcast today. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right into us. Um, you tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, who are you? Okay, so kind of like you said, I am Tony. I'm 27 years young. I've been married to my husband for two and a half, almost three years now. Uh, kind of that typical story of we had to hurry up and get married before he left to Korea. However, we have been dating since 2014. Um, okay. And in 2013, I I guess you can say that's when my journey of life really started. Um, I moved to Florida, hopped around on my savings, then ended up moving in with my husband because nobody else could be trusted. Um, then boyfriend. Uh, in the meantime, I had gotten my degree in business management from the University of South Florida picked up okay. three business-related certificates, and also holding 10 years strong um, in my cosmetology license as well. Nice. Oh, wow. So you, you like, I, I'm assuming you must have been in my area because I, uh, I live in Tampa now. Uh, oh, yeah, probably. Yep, yeah. <laughs> that's right where I was. Okay. Okay, okay, awesome, <laughs> awesome. So, so obviously, um, you know, you, you, just, you were giving us a little bit of your background, but... Um, it's, it seems like obviously you really found your passion for, um, I believe you said self-care, but also like obviously in the beauty field. So how did you land on, you know, on that realm to decide that's how you wanted to, uh, push your purpose? So my path in that was not straight and narrow at all. So I actually, uh, was lucky enough to be able to do cosmetology in high school. So our public schools in Maryland, uh, have vocational programs. So anything from cosmetology, nursing, um, culinary, all of that good stuff we could do in high school. So I knew then that I wanted to be a barber. Like what? <laughs> so um, <laughs> they didn't approve me for barbering, but they did approve me for cosmetology. And that's kind of when I fell in love with the entire process. And as a teenager, I would tell myself, like, I want to save lives, but I can't be a doctor. Like, there's no way I could see blood or any of that. (laughs) Then, of course, there's becoming a therapist. And I I told myself, I'm like, I don't want to go to school that long. (laughs) (laughs) When I was in high school, I didn't even want to go to college. Like, that wasn't my thing. Um, So beauty, it was. I was like, I can be a bridal stylist. I'll do hair. I'll make women feel beautiful. Like, everything. Um, But then you kind of get consumed in what society says as you graduate and move on. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like, I got to do what makes stable income, like promising Mm -hmm. career. And also in that mix of things, my senior year, I experienced um, depression, like a lot of teens go through, but you don't really have anybody to talk to about it. And then one day it was like, oh, shining bright light. There was a recruiter, an Air Force recruiter on the stage. And out of nowhere, something just said, let me go see what's up. So long story short, ended up enlisting, didn't make it through basic. And then I was back to square one of, okay, I'm 18. What do I do next? Got a job in Mm -hmm. a restaurant, started going to community college, left there, started working at JCPenney Hair Salon, which um, 
as we know, JCPenney is kind of crumbling, but also a blessing because they have a great educational program for cosmetologists. Um, then mm. still was lost. I left there, moved to Florida. That's when I started attending USF and um, just thinking like internships, human resources, uh, management internships, all kinds of things, thinking that I was still going to go and be this like super square, like office person. And that just wasn't me. No offense. A lot of people are successful at it, (laughs) but I've just learned that I don't do well (laughs) in that environment. So it's been a long journey and my husband getting orders to Korea is really what changed um, my life. I went from working in the office and then trying to do my friend's hair to really saying, when we get to this next phase, I'm going to be exactly who I want to be. So I've started a home salon, um, working on um, a product line for actually men at this point, uh, and just so many other avenues in the beauty industry. But it took me so long to really get here and what I feel is my true self. Like I'm not perfect. I'm not a multimillionaire yet, but like the peace and the enjoyment I have in my life and being who I feel like I'm supposed to be has been a long journey and it's very fulfilling. Awesome. That's what I'm talking about. I love yes. that. So, you know, like like taking the initiative to say, hey, I'm going to be who I want to be. Like at this next base, that means you are, you put yourself in that position to succeed. And that's huge because like the, one of the reasons why we started this podcast was because as military spouses, it's so easy to get caught up and kind of, you know, follow yeah. the shadow. And the next thing you know, you're kind of just like going with the flow instead of, so having that adamant um, or that, that that mindset to go out there and get yours, that's that's huge. I'm, I'm hoping it's paying it off for you. So how was that with trying to do that? Because you're in Korea now? We are actually in Japan now. Japan. So we did okay. Korea last year and now we're over in Japan, yeah. Okay, so how, how was that, which, you know, has that affected you in any kind of way with trying to, you know, start this type of business, but um, obviously moving around so much and build, trying to build up clients so, and stuff like that? Yes. Um, so spiritually, mentally, um, it's been more of a struggle than business. So um, I used a couple basic tactics to start building business before we came here. Um, one really just being changing my location on my Facebook page and um, mm-hmm. tagging Yakota Airbase in my Instagram photo. So people, some people, not a ton, I don't want to make myself sound big headed or anything, but they saw me before I came. So people were already trying to like book appointments while I was in quarantine. Um, oh, nice. So that wasn't too bad and I also know that being in the hair industry it's a slow start like it takes at least six months to start really seeing a clientele build up but spiritually and mentally oh that transition was a challenge like I found myself crying in the shower on some days because you know as the active duty spouse they still have a bit of normalcy they get to go to work every day like yes they meet people but the job is kind of you know it's easy for them to jump back into for us it's like we start from ground zero mm-hmm. every time. We have to meet new people. We have to figure out what our career looks yep. like. You have to decide if you're going to have a career or be a stay-at-home mom. Like There are real women who have gone through all of this. And it's hard because no matter how much your spouse loves you, you kind of still are going through it yourself because they don't fully comprehend it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I just felt that. Just oh my god. <laughs> It's a struggle, oh, and like man. as a baby spouse, as I like to refer to myself as, like I don't, I don't think anybody could prepare you for what you're about to experience mentally. What were some ways I guess you kind of kind help helped yourself get over that, get over those humps? You know, a feeling like that. Um, so it was a combination. So I told myself, especially in this new year, I blocked out Friday mornings for like spiritual time. So I have a journal, a planner, um, and then I pray and read a scripture. I kind of fell off that a little bit. need to get back to it. But there was this one moment where it actually just changed for me completely. And that was when I wrote in my journal, like I was tired of crying. I was tired of feeling depressed because... Um, even though, you know, sometimes you do need to see a psychiatrist. Sometimes, you know, medication does help. I don't want anybody to feel shamed. But for me, it's a mindset shift. So I have to tell myself, like, it's going to be different because you made it different. Um, so in that that morning, that Friday morning, I wrote, like, I'm not going to cry anymore. I'm going to be great. I'm going to achieve all these things. Um I'm going to show up as my best self. And I just kept writing those things in all caps because it was like, get it in your head. (laughs) Um, And that's genuinely when it changed for me because like I said, my husband's never going to fully understand us, even though he loves me. So it was on me to really create the life that I love. And even in the environment. So Japan, you know, you hear a lot of great things about it, but it's still a culture shock, very different. Um, And if you're not an outdoorsy person, sometimes it can get boring. Like who wants to hike a mountain all the time? Some people do, but for, you know, a suburban girl like myself from Maryland and then living in Florida, it's like mountains. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's really what changed it. Just journaling and planning and keeping that like scripture close to like, balance myself is what really made the shift now i know you like we just um candace asked you about the ways that help that you use to help cope but like going back um what what is your story um in regards to mental health you know last month we we really focused on mental health and you know i just think you know you don't need just one month to just talk about it because everybody goes through it daily, you know? Um, So do you have a story that you can tell in regards to mental health? Did it just start when you guys were in Korea or Japan or, you know, previously, I know you said that, you know, in high school you were depressed too, but so do you mind sharing your story in regards to that in your journey? Sure. So I'm trying to think of a way to condense it because in my head, I'm like, oh, this is a lifelong story of mental health. Um, so as a small child, my parents divorced and that's when I, um, I can actually say like the shift happened in mental health because, you know, as a small child, everything is amazing. But then there, um, came a time where there was, um, infidelity in my parents' marriage and domestic violence. Um, and that's when the shift occurred. So, we started to move around with our mother and that's when you really have to learn to make new friends. And I kind of got through those first few years, but then as we got a little bit older to like preteen and teenager, that's when everybody was kind of more concerned about themselves. I'll say like, I love my parents to death, but do I think they were more interested in their new partners than their kids? Absolutely. Um, And for my sister, she 
kind of, I don't know, you know, where she was at mentally, of course, but she seemed like she had it together, like went to school, got good grades, you know, didn't have much to say, was just like, great kid. But for me, um, I didn't act out so much just to get my parents' attention, but it was like, if you're not going to pay me attention, I'm going to go do what I want. (laughs) So um, I'm in that weird, like gray area uh, where some people don't have their parent or their parent gave them up. And so it's like, okay, I can understand. But me, I have my parents, but they weren't available to me. Like they were emotionally unavailable, which led to me feeling um, neglected and alone emotionally. So that's when my depression really started, which was in my early teenage years. Um, So it led me to really being alone with myself because I was also a little different in school. Like people really didn't gravitate toward me. So I didn't have a ton of friends. People knew me, which has always been a weird situation. Like people know who I am, but we're not friends. We don't talk. So between like the ages of like 15 and like 17, it was just a long stint of time where feeling like I only had me. Like your your boy crazy and everything else, but you quickly learn like they don't they don't really care about you. They're teenage boys. They can't even process your your depression or your desire to want to have friends. Like they don't care. Um, so then it went from there to you know enlisting because I'm like, wait, this recruiter told me that I can live for free. I can get away from my parents. And, like, have a whole career? Like, that sounded like heaven to me. Like, give it to me. Sign me up (laughs) right now. Um, But I later learned that it wasn't for me because I got there. And here is depression setting in again. Like, I don't fit in here. I'm struggling in areas that I don't think I should be struggling. Struggling in. And then now I'm faced with, you know you can stay in or or get out. But that's when I really discovered my relationship with God. Like I was raised Christian, but it's different when you have your own relationship. And that's where I feel like spirituality comes in because it was like in that moment I heard him. I was like, what, what do I do? Like, do I stay or do I go home? And I heard this voice that was way louder, uh, more clear, more confident than my subconscious. And it was like, go. And that's, that was when um, I just went, like I went home. I was like, I'll figure it out. Um, but where I'm at today, it's a, it's recent, like this happy spirit. It took me a long time to get here. I've had whew, just crazy blowups with uh, my adult friendships, um, shifts in my relationship before we got married. And it's it's so crazy. Like, it's better if I answer specific questions because it's like my mind just jumps to like all these traumatic incidents. And it's, it's a lot. <laughs> I'm just wondering when you were at basic, was there any opportunity for them to help you? Like, did they, did they even approach it like that? Is if, Hey, this is somebody that we could potentially, um, 
kind of save and kind of maybe guide and get her back on track or and I understand that you said you at that point you felt like you heard from God and it was time to go so I understand from your perspective but I'm just wondering from theirs if there was any attempt to maybe try to in their eyes guide you the right way so there was um but of course uh, based on lifestyle I wasn't receptive or even knew what that kind of um care or concern looked like so my my um, MTI at the time once I reflected on it he I could tell that he he watched me like he wanted to really take in my personality type and understand like what made me tick and all of this good stuff. There even became a time where he made me the guide on. That's, you know, the person who carries the flag. And that comes with a lot of pride. You're leading at the front. You're holding this flag high and mighty. Like, that's it. Uh, but at the time, I didn't really process or understand. Mm-hmm. You know, at 18 years old, it's like, you don't, it doesn't click to you that this person saw greatness. So he was trying to make you better. It was just, you're focused on like, I've barely gotten any good sleep. There was a time where I got a sinus infection and Middle Texas is hot, but they had the AC bumping in the middle of the night in December. So I'm freezing cold, sleeping in a sweatsuit. Like, hello, girl, you're not supposed to wear your outside clothes to bed and then wear them back outside. (laughs) And so I was getting sick. I was beat down. So I couldn't see that there were people who cared and it's not like they can express to you how much they care or that they do care because this is a professional environment where they're breaking you down to build you Mm -hmm. up before you're having your in-home salon now were you working in like salons before or this is just the this is the first like the start of it somewhat so um in my younger adult years before i moved to florida I worked at JCPenney for a little less than a year, um, their hair salon, and then mm. back again at McDill, which was maybe a year ago at this point. I don't even know if it was a year ago. So I worked at that hair salon. But in between all those years, I was, you know, doing hair as it kind of came to me. So if I had a girlfriend who asked, hey, can I, can you do my hair this weekend? Or um, maybe once in a while, somebody found me on Facebook that wanted to get their hair done. But no, I... Um, wasn't consistent okay. in that. And that's kind of why I say my path is nowhere near straight because it's just, it's a very scatterbrained uh, kind of experience and just trying to figure out, like, get in where you get it. Listen, you say your path is nowhere near straight. Like, <laughs> it ain't supposed to be straight, sis. <laughs> you doing good. You doing good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I will tell you, in those, like, old school black Christian, like, very stern families like it's like you have to figure it out today and that's mm-hmm. your path period like they won't tell you that there was any imperfections going on when they were yeah. younger to all three teenagers they just kind of want you to feel like they have it all together You're absolutely right like, okay. i was gonna say now earlier i know you kind of touched on how um your you, you know your desire for kind of creating um your business and also doing hair and stuff like that kind of came from this idea of wanting women to be uh, or wanting women or people in general just to feel better about themselves so i was going to ask you to kind of tie in how your personal experiences with um 
any type of like depression or any other you know things that you've been through has kind of um led you to want to have that desire to help help people in that kind of way is there anything specific you know that the reason why that's the way you want to target the way you help people yeah so um i'm still fine-tuning who i am Mm -hmm. because everything doesn't always come out right i'm I'm not that tender, loving person on the outside. Like I don't have the delicate voice and the soft touch. That's just not me. Um, But going through it alone, like being in my darkest days and like looking at pill bottles, like contemplating cutting my wrist, like all of that stuff, I don't want anybody else to go through it alone. So I'm a tough lover. However, I will never leave you by yourself. So with hair, it provides that happy medium. You know, you always hear people say like hairstylists are underpaid therapists. And it's true because you can come and sit in my chair and say whatever you want, talk as long as you want. And people are, sometimes they even apologize. They're like, I'm sorry, I just unloaded all of that. And it, it's completely okay. And that's why I love my job because it's, it's the perfect balance for me and them because people are getting out how they feel. But at the same time, I'm not... Um, absorbing that energy. Sometimes when I talk one-on-one with people, it's like they leave with a sense of relief, but now I'm feeling like heavy and drained and sad, but doing hair is that perfect balance for me and other people. Like they leave feeling beautiful inside and out. Um, And I've been able to help without, you know, feeling any worse about myself. That's a good perspective to look at it. I know, you know, back in the day when I used to go faithfully and I used to um, with my mom and grandparent, my grandma to the um, salon used to go like every two weeks faithfully. And I would watch, you know, as all these older women like sitting and telling their stories like, you know, such and such did this, you know, just gossiping or just like you said, like venting, like unpaid therapist pretty much. So I totally get that. So with you being in Japan now, um, I know um, the African-American women can appreciate you being there because it's it's not many stylists there, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that is true. Still a little bit of a competition. I won't pretend like I'm the only mm-hmm. one here or, or the best one. Um, but, you know, it's a little bit. However, it's still, it's still a demand, yeah. like, between it's me, another hairstylist, and a braider, like there's still enough wealth to go around because, like you said, mm-hmm. we're needed here. And it was probably like that in Korea too, as well, right? I didn't get to go with him um, oh, to okay. Korea, but um, everything is genuinely about timing. Uh, there was a hairstylist who killed it there at that time. She's now moved. Um, but like I said, it's all about timing and like, really showing up as your best self and like it'll come to you yeah that's what uh, that's what i was going to ask actually if you had any you know um advice that you wanted to leave for for listeners who either may be going through some of the same things you've gone through or who are looking for ways to I mean, I hate to say it like this, but honestly, sometimes, you know, people are in a situation just like what you mentioned earlier, just looking for one reason to mm-hmm. live or anything like that. Just any any advice. I don't want to have to make it sound so intense or deep, but if there's just anything on your heart that you want to leave. Absolutely. So if you feel like you don't have a purpose today, know that you have a purpose. So if you find that you have nothing to live for, 
finding that reason to live is your reason to live. You wake up every day with a purpose of self-discovery first. And then once you find your gift, you share it with others. So find the balance between being selfish, but being available. So you see a lot of stuff on social media that's like, it's okay to be selfish or, you know, they, a lot of like me talk. And while that's good, find your balance and know that every life has a purpose, has a worth, and don't quit today because you, you're alive for a reason. Like the story is coming, um, and life ends naturally. So don't feel like you have to in your life. When it's time, it'll be time. So why rush it? So just enjoy the time that we have now. Trust the process. Believe in yourself. Um, be who you are no matter what. Because I know personally, I've tried to conform and do what others wanted of me. And I was never whole. Like I never felt happy or complete within myself. But now I've reached a point in life where if there's somebody that doesn't sit right with my spirit, as bad as it may sound, um, it happens. If you find that happens to you, um, it's okay to remove yourself and be honest about it. If there's a career that's not working for you, uh, end it now rather than dragging it out and go pursue what you feel like you're meant to do. Um, and just be 100% true to yourself, you'll feel the lightness just in your body. Like spiritually, I feel like I've lost pounds because I, I feel so much better and so much lighter. It's literally the depression, the anger, trying to fit in, conform to what society tells you will weigh mm-hmm. you down. Drop the dead weight. Um, go on your self-discovery journey. And if you already know what it is, that's your purpose, share it with others because that's what we're supposed to be doing. That is some great advice, Tony. Like, <laughs> that is great advice. I mean, and I just want to say to you, you know, I know you mentioned, you know, just freshly, you call yourself a baby military spouse, but you got your, your mentality is is right on. <laughs> like, um, you're doing, you're doing everything right. And I want to say, just keep it up and just know that, you know, what your husband is doing is for a good cause. And um, I'm glad that you've already found Absolutely. your purpose and you're living in your purpose right now. So just continue to do what you do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's so much. Yeah. That's huge to already have that going into it because, you know, um, it takes a lot of pressure also off your, you know, off your marriage and also all your personal just stress level <laughs> when you already are walking yes. your purpose. So she's absolutely right about that. Now, before we go, though, is there anything else you want to say about, you know, um, your business, anything you got going on that you want to mention? Or how can our listeners reach out to you? Yes. Okay. That too. So Juneteenth is coming up here at Yokota Air Base. We will be having a Juneteenth festival. It sold out the first time. They've released more tickets and I will be there as a vendor. So if you want to stop by and say hi, you can do that. If you want to come and purchase and shop with me, I will have limited release and car bonnets, satin line. Um, We'll be selling Design Essentials hair products. Um, you see some products behind me, uh, some cosmetics. We'll have a little bit of everything. So stop by, shop, talk. If you can't make it, you can definitely follow me on social media. I can be found on Facebook or Instagram at Tony J Beauty. That's T O N I E J 
beauty. Okay. Okay, I'm kind of jealous. Let me go and see y'all jeans. Awesome. Y'all know, right? Like, can I can I take a trip real quick? We always we always close on our affirmations, so we're just gonna do that really quick before we get out of here. And do you want to join in with us? Uh, sure. <laughs> All right, I am enough. I am enough. I have the power to create the life I desire. Ooh, I have the power to create the life I desire. I am worthy of my dreams. I am worthy of my dreams. I am worthy of my dreams. All right. Well, thank you, Tony, for coming on today. We really appreciate having you. Yes. And I want to. Yes. Thank you for dropping dropping gems. Sorry. I just want to thank you guys for providing this platform um, because manifestation is a big word nowadays. I will tell you that in April, I told myself I wanted a platform to share my story. I want to do a podcast. And then May, here you guys pop up. So Thank you um, just for being that light and that way um, for me and other women to share their stories. Oh, yes, oh, absolutely. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. That means a lot. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to end it here. Once again, thank you, Tony. Thank you. And remember, Sean says, you got this. You got this, girl. <laughs>